Hey, Brian. Hey, Andrew. Did you run any RPOs this weekend? <laughs> I actually did. I ran a few RPOs. We had a lot of RPOs this weekend. I uh, did. I, you know? Did you know that every team is running RPOs? It's a new thing. RPOs. I heard it was. Yeah, I heard it's never been done before. This is year one of RPOs. RPOs and green zones. In green. <laughs> How'd you like those new green I, zones? I hate them. I cannot stand them. It's like, don't we have enough colors? already why do we need i just need the yellow line that's all i need that's all i need just give me the yellow line and life is good why do we need like a bajillion other colors right pretty soon you'll have a pink zone and a blue zone and a red zone Ooh, wait (laughs) you know what's nice about the red zone is i didn't hear rpo that channel i didn't hear rpo once siciliano does a really good job he does he's got big ears yeah but he stands for he does a really good 11 hours a day yeah he does so let's rpo this Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. I didn't see any RPOs. Me either. But it, it was it so fast I couldn't even see it. So fast. <laughs> RPOs came and went like the wildcat. <laughs> Welcome back. We made it through week one. You know what sucks about week one being over? It's only 16 more to go. I know. <laughs> we wait uh, wait all uh, all summer long for football, and then it's here. And then I thought about it after the doubleheader last night. Yep. And I went, oh, geez, that went by fast. Well, then once it starts, it's like everybody, you're excited for it, but you got Thursdays coming up. So you have Thursday night football, and then you'll have full slate sunday and then sunday night and then you'll have monday and then back to thursday already well and if you're like me i'm trying really hard to watch more college football so i feel better prepared for the draft next year and so i got saturday where i'm not just watching u-dub or the wsu this or are they still playing <laughs> i have no clue <laughs> uh apparently they won yesterday or on sunday i didn't even know too late yeah i had no idea too little too late uh, but yeah, so, but it, it felt a little weird today though. I was like, I got home from work and I got like, all right, I'm gonna go watch some TV. And then I went, well, there's no football on today. Well, that's a bunch of crap. I kind of want to watch some football. So, so on Saturday, what did you end up watching? What game? On Saturday? Yeah. I, what did I watch on Saturday? I was jumping between all sorts of games, whatever was on. And I don't even remember which ones they were. I couldn't watch UW or WSU because... I'm a DirecTV subscriber. Same. DirecTV does not have the uh, Pac-12 network, uh, so I got a little screwed there. But I'm used to that. It's been, I think it came up in my memories that I was complaining about it like five years ago, (laughs) (laughs) and it still hasn't changed, so that's nothing new. I was watching some of the, um, oh, my mind just went completely blank. So that's what happened to me. Clemson. Who's Clemson playing? Football. Clemson was playing Texas A&M. There you go. Uh, the games this week felt like a little bit of a letdown because we started off with, which was weird. You actually started off with some big games week one of yeah. college where normally it's not like that. Even Washington playing Auburn, like that was different. And so like this week, you know, Washington's playing what, North Dakota? Yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> hooray 
North so, Dakota or North Dakota State? That Which one was it? I don't even know. Again, I don't, I don't remember. Again, one I, of them is where Wentz came from. Oh, again, I couldn't watch it. I was, you know, unable. But I did hear they won. So congratulations to the Huskies. It's cool that you guys are now 1-1. One one. My Cougars are 2-0. <laughs> no big deal. So, and I we're not going to talk about who they played <laughs> or, or any of that. It doesn't crap, matter. Because it doesn't matter. No, I was watching some of the, the Clemson game, and they had um, this true freshman. I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm, Our memories are great, but you have an excuse. I'm getting over being sick, so yeah. if I sound a little congested, if you hear some coughing and some... <sighs> sorry, I apologize. <laughs> but anyways, uh, they had a, a true freshman come in. At quarterback, uh, he's six foot six, two two eighteen, two nineteen, somewhere around there. Just tall, all American looking kid. He's got long blonde hair, and he just he's and he's just got that real like kind of boyish smile going on. But when he came in the game, immediately I'm thinking, remember the Titans when Sunshine oh, yeah, shows yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And but he comes into the game, and his first throw is a nice little toss, and turns into a sixty four yard. TD and he just kind of jogs off the field, got a big smile. I was like, "Oh, he's had a good day. He's had a good day." That's uh, not how Sam Darnold's day started off, but we'll talk about that a little bit down the line. There, uh huh, uh huh. So, uh, it's no secret if you're a Seahawks fan or a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, well, they lost. Yeah, you look sad, but you know what? I'm the, over it now. It's be- Tuesday. It's time to get to exactly. next, next week. The beautiful thing is it was only week one, and there's still 15 games for them both to play, and anything is possible. And like we discussed on last week's episode, you don't even know who the team really is yet anyway. Yeah, there were some great performances out there around the NFL and yeah. different teams, but you st- still don't know what they are. And I, again, three more games before I even think that we will truly know what's happening. And it, it shows when you go through our picks from last week in games that we absolutely were like, oh, yeah, well, that team's winning. And uh, no, it didn't happen. Oops. Who, who would have thought that uh, Tampa Bay would light up New Orleans? Would light up New Orleans. Not even just Tampa Bay, but Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, Fitz Magic. I mean, let me tell you. He, well, but his beard, I mean, it was bound to happen. <laughs> bound to happen so uh so yeah we're gonna recap this is this is the format now if you're didn't get to us last season at the end when we started uh we're gonna recap our games from the last week real quickly because you're right time to move on um and i do like recording a couple days after because i'm not i'm not as pissed off and not so as you, irrational so my so a suggestion of like a, an idea was maybe we record like right after you don't want to do that <laughs> We could. I mean, God. we'll see. We know it was great before we get into all that because you're because you're like me. We both know very well like how we get after games, especially with losses. Uh huh. Don't talk to me. Uh huh. And I know because I'll text you and you won't text me back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, "All right, well, he's really taking this rough." Like me. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Like, I, I want to talk to anybody. I want to talk to anybody. I'm just gonna go drink a beer. Um, or go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> What's crazy this year, maybe this was, and this might have been just for me, but I actually have such low expectations of the Seahawks this year. And I don't have the same 
coming off the Super Bowl win and then the Super Bowl appearance, all of that, I expected greatness. Right? I'm going to cut you off. Just because you said Super Bowl and it just reminds me. And I'm going to get pissed off. Well, not pissed off. I'm just going to get irritated because I already hate the Seahawks and I hate some Seahawks, a lot of Seahawks fans. Wow. Um, okay. So, and you saw it because I know you saw it. I'm sure I did. So Denver tweeted out, feels good to beat the Seahawks oh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw so many replies that said, 43 to 8. What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with the 2018 season? Like, are you serious? It doesn't, but it's like it's like when you watch a baseball game and they bring up that says, well, this pitcher is lifetime. Here's his record versus the Mariners, and he's been pitching for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so you go, okay, so 15 years ago, what you did then means something now. It doesn't. No. But you know what? Last I heard, and this is just me, Twitter's for trolling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly right. Right. But I, I just I just laugh when I see that. And, and I laugh. I Didn't laugh you at, retweet it and actually put something? Oh, like, yeah. I just, I just, just laughing emojis. <laughs> like, come on. Are you, are you effing serious? <laughs> 43 to 8. Hey, uh, you know how long? That's ancient history. And that's, and then I laugh at, you know, it's not just, all, it's first not, of all. it's not just Seattle no. fans, but I do laugh no. at all the Cowboys fans that say, oh, five Super Bowls. Like, okay, that's, great but we're on the 2018 campaign so let's let's go from now okay well first of all here comes an rpo first of all let me rpo this to you real quick <laughs> the uh five super bowls that you won when was the last one you won like 93 <clears throat> huh when was the last one that you guys won? 95 95 so watch um, yourself <laughs> sorry 93 came up in my head for some reason i don't know why but uh okay so 95 92 okay. 93 95 okay that's why maybe i was just thinking I have no clue. In 95, you know what I was watching? Uh, the Seattle Mariners because they were actually <laughs> winning and uh, Seahawks were not. So <laughs> there was that. There's some dark times in Seahawk worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, for the uh, 12s out there, um, it, it, the Seahawks did play prior to 2012. So I just that, that's a disclaimer. The uh, <laughs> Our Super Bowl was the 2013 season. And yes, that's five seasons ago now, but it's pretty fresh compared to <laughs> 95. So, and, 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 and it's our only one. So maybe just let us have it. You, okay? and, you and Philly, let us, let us have it. Well, Philly, that's a whole different story. So anyway, what I was saying before I was interrupted, <laughs> what I was saying before I was interrupted, um, God, I'm going to have fun editing today. So the, <laughs> uh, the loss, this loss last year and the year before, I would have been throwing stuff and pissed off, not wanting to talk to my own children, my wife. Children? Yeah. Well, I got the dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, and the cats. Um, I, you know, well, and Finn's in there, but he's, you know. So, um, but it was weird. This game ended, and I was like, yeah, Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, I got a bunch of stuff to rant about, and they should have done it better, but I wasn't like irritated pissed off like i would have been in previous seasons but i think that's an expectation thing right right so um well speaking of that do you want to recap yours first i can if you want yeah Yeah. let's let's roll uh all right yeah so i will go first the seattle seahawks lost uh 27 24 to denver how on earth maybe this is just me how has denver had eight straight home game starts that seems a little weird. 
and they never lose at home to open up the season. Usually, I mean, Dallas usually opens the season at home. So it was weird them playing not even an NFC East team. Yeah, well, screw you guys. We have to play the first two games on the road, and we got Vaughn Miller week one, and we get Khalil Mack next week. Gross. Um, anyway, Denver's a tough place to play. Yeah. The altitude, and that came up in Pete's postgame press conferences. Everyone asked him. Like, they arrived like 20 hours before the game. That was it. And everyone was like, well, why why not show up a couple of days, practice in it, and acclimate yourself to it? And Pete knew it and came right out with, well, science has showed us in our research that <laughs> that's actually worse to actually show up early. We actually showed up where, where you're supposed to and just you get in, play, and get out. It's worse for you to get there days early. So whether that's true or not, Pete Carroll could literally just be blowing smoke. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it is Denver. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you can do that in Washington, too. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, um, so let's see. We're going to do a new thing. We've got one awesome and one bummer. And if you were with us, when did we do this? This was way back. This was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, where we, where we did this. and, and Awesome and our and our bummer yeah so every week we're gonna pick one thing that's awesome and one thing that was bummer so my awesome thing give me an awesome thing brian i'm gonna give you an awesome thing my awesome thing awesome yeah um i love cheesy sound effects (laughs) it's my the fm dj in me um earl thomas yeah screw you yeah boys first series and i saw that and i was like oh well yeah if you uh shocking if if you we're uh, under a rock and weren't watching the game or listening to a radio. Here's what happened. Motion across the formation is the tight end. Keenum's going to throw on first down. He throws right down the middle. It's intercepted. Earl Thomas, 35, 30, looks for blocking near sideline. 20, 15, run out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Earl Thomas, welcome back to the Seahawks, my friend. The first pick of the season. The Seahawks have been looking for takeaways, and they get it from their all-pro, six-time Pro Bowl, Earl Thomas, and it was served up right in his wheel out. Knew it was going to happen, but had to have. It just it had to happen. I guess I have the same thing for the Dallas game, and we'll get there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was cool. So so Earl Earl's back. And I, I had a feeling I'm like sitting there and I'm, and I'm you know, like reading different media reports and, and everyone's of course speculating. No one really like necessarily knew, but, and he came out and said it for the exact reason why I knew that he would probably end up coming back a lot earlier than people expected money. That's a lot of money to give up to not play the game. Apparently Le'Veon don't care. Le'Veon is in a, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I heard today that now he's going to be, probably staying out until week 10 and just so that he can make sure that he doesn't roll like what's it is it roll your contract well, or whatever do the called. math on that that's nine that's Eight. almost nine hundred thousand dollars that's eight hundred and fifty thousand a game yeah game times check. 10 times 10 weeks yeah hmm. holy crap yeah. but he doesn't want to be but he wants to become a free agent so he's got to play at least but the the, the reports where he's going to come back and play for six games and then half asset that's literally what people are saying hmm so I don't know, but Earl's back. Um, he he uh, he didn't look that rusty to me. He actually looked good. So um, welcome back, Earl Thomas. Hooray! You uh, looked made the made the secondary look better than it really really played. And then uh, my bummer, my bummer. Oh bummer! Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so you remember when I said that the offensive line <laughs> was <laughs> was going to be so much better this season? He got a pocket. Like he's got an actual pocket, and like they're going to be great. And uh, while well, I was watching the offensive line, and and bummer, yeah. It, <laughs> Russell Wilson was sacked six times, and the offensive line still sucks. I mean, what else can you possibly say except for um, Khalil Mack is coming? <laughs> God. And I'll get into it in a minute, but not all of that is the offensive line's fault. Russell, Jesus. So, um, also, I want to know if Daryl Bevel is actually still on the sidelines, <laughs> dressed as Brian Schottenheimer, like in a really good costume because makeup, the whole works. Because the play calling to me seemed awful, Daryl Bevel in that game. Did you watch? You were watching your own. Oh, no, game. I saw the highlights. Did you watch the highlights? Yeah uh play calling was suspect a little bit they they made some decisions you know they want to be this pete carroll makes a big deal out of being a run first offense they ran the ball 16 times that's it russell threw 33 times and they you know carson had both carson and penny both had seven carries but you know you got carson seven carries for 51 yards penny eight yards and penny looked rusty as hell and Pete Carroll even said that in his press conference today. But he's, you know, coming back from that broken finger. Mm-hmm. But Carson won the job and he looked better. Yet they kept still and splitting it. And Carroll said again today, they're still going to split it. And I just, if you've got a good running back, you stick with him. Just have him be the guy. So the, uh, yeah, the play calling still sucks. That's literally what I wrote. Play calling still sucks. <laughs> uh like i said wrong about the offensive line they're still terrible a something has to be done about a I, I think seattle just needs to just time give to cut, up, the, cut right? their losses it's time to give up on them <clears throat> yeah him him and eric flowers just need to go off somewhere need to go off yeah i watched the yeah, flowers yeah rough <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah a something needs to be done at right tackle because he just he just you can't do it he shows like glimpses and then in like the preseason, there's plenty of glimpses. But of course, in the preseason, the offensive line looked good. So there's that. Um, can't protect. But, but that that goes to our point. That's why preseason. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why preseason doesn't matter. And but the, this isn't something that I think will get fixed. So by week four, when we go, oh, the first quarter of the season's over. Look, they they've settled in. Um, they're going to be destroyed again coming up on Sun on Monday night. And I mean, I'm scared for Russell and his health. <laughs> They can't protect him. Um, it looked bad. And then that, that brings me to Russell Wilson. Uh, everyone who knows me and or has you know had a conversation with me about the Seahawks knows that <clears throat> although I like Russell Wilson and I think he is a really good player and he has done some amazing things and he did help bring that Super Bowl win, which, yes, only five years ago, uh, brought it to seattle if he was a great quarterback he would have rpo'd at the goal line he should have absolutely rpo'd the goal <laughs> line that's a whole different story um, <laughs> uh, so the big thing about switching offensive coordinators and all this stuff you what you were really looking for was russell to go ahead because it seemed like he had kind of hit a ceiling and you knew that wasn't that, that that cannot be his ceiling he's better than he's played and yeah he was the entire Seahawks offense last season. And yeah, he led the league in touchdowns. Hooray. However, he could have played better. 
So then we go into this game and you're hoping, all right, well, we're going to see this new Russell Wilson. And it wasn't there. He actually, I'm, I'm curious how he looks worse because he does. He, to me, he looked worse and he's got to play better. He admitted that three of the sacks were his own fault. And if you watch the highlights, I'm sure you saw instead of like running side to side, he would like do a little pirouette, he would like, do his pirouette and run, and straight, then backwards. run straight backwards. And so <laughs> instead of it taking, if you're going to take the sack, take the sack or throw the ball away or throw the ball away. Cause that's, that's the other problem is he holds onto the ball too long. Um, but as soon as he feels pressure, he takes off and instead of running forward, he immediately spins and runs backwards. And instead of it being a five yard loss, it's a 20 yard loss. And that was just every time he did it, I'm just sitting there watching going, that's when I wanted to throw something. Well, he's no Romo. He is. <laughs> he is not. But the thing is, is like, you know, like he's so much better than that. And whether it's the first game jitters or, or whatever it was, I don't know. But he obviously didn't trust his pass protection. Shocking. He doesn't trust his receivers. Shocking. There's only one receiver in there that really, with once Baldwin got hurt, you got Lockett. Yep. That's the only one that you've got out there that you have had a ton of experience with that you trust. Moore still new. Brandon Marshall still new. Um, Disley had an amazing game, but he only had three catches, but they were for long. Yeah. You know, you're. I couldn't. I so Dallas was at a commercial break, so I flipped back over to Red Zone Channel, and they were showing the Seattle game, and it was as soon as Disley caught that ball and ran. I don't know, sixty-five like yards. Sixty-five, yeah, sixty-five. Like, can you not tackle? It wasn't. Well, he's like, what the hell? Well, Disley is uh, Disley. What Jimmy Graham? Who? Like that's to me. I watch that go on. See. That right there is what Jimmy was supposed to be, as in a tight end that can block, can run. Because he actually, because he actually was, you got some speed to him a little bit for a tight, big tight end. Yeah, and then and then he could catch the ball, and he was the star receiver of the game for sure. So anyway, so I wanted to see Russell take that step forward, and he took a step backward instead. So that was frustrating for me, but it's only week one. So um, I noticed that Earl Thomas on the field versus Earl. Earl Thomas off the field, you could totally tell a complete difference in um, how the secondary played. Hmm. You didn't have that center fielder out there with the experience that he has. And so when they were giving him rest, because obviously he hasn't been at training camp, hasn't been practicing, uh, only had a week to get ready, um, you you could tell a difference. And as soon as he got back out there, however, (laughs) the uh, the new corners in general, even Griffin in his second year, um they played okay but they definitely struggled but they didn't have any help from underneath either because yeah, no pressure no well yeah no pass rush zero pass rush which was the worry all preseason i said it over and over and over and over again and i wasn't the only one that they need a pass rush and it's not there and that's concerning and sure enough it wasn't there they got one sack put zero pressure on keenum all day and keenum can look like a superstar when he has no pressure so um, and then Shaquem Griffin, you know, playing weak side linebacker, he, he, he missed some tackles. He actually missed a lot of stuff and that didn't help the secondary at all. Cause they all of a sudden were having to, to chase guys down. And, and so there's mistakes being made, but they're being made by rookies and I'm not necessarily like freaking out going oh we're totally screwed. If rookie, these rookies were making you know these kinds of mistakes in weeks 14 15 yeah. well, that's yeah, a different screwed. story but 
Trey Flowers will be fine. He got thrown into that role last minute. Yeah, well, they were always going to convert him, but he wasn't going to be the starter. And all of a sudden, Maxwell's on the IR, and and you just you lose everybody. And hey, Trey Flowers, by the way, you're going to start. <laughs> it's your first game. Congratulations. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> McDougal playing in Cam's old spot. He could have had three interceptions. He had two. Could have picked off. He had a, a chance to get one right there on the first drive just popped right out of his hands had it so that was impressive i was happy to see that um what else turnover ratio <laughs> at one point i'm going you know what god they're making interceptions and last year one of the biggest complaints was pete carroll hated that they didn't get any turnovers and when they were successful their turnover ratio was plus a bajillion and mm-hmm. and and of course at the after this game i went back and for some reason i felt like we had like a plus one and we didn't three to three <laughs> I got all excited for nothing. Um, Janikowski. <sighs> <laughs> Kicker problems, huh? Uh, so I would say that it was Blair Walsh in a Janikowski uniform, but that have to, I mean, good God, Janikowski's a moose. Dude is so big. He's a big guy. Um, he's almost like that, that arena football quarterback, right? He's, <laughs> he's scary. Uh, he, I wouldn't be upset. Like kickers miss field goals. It happens. Yeah, I know what that's like. You do. Um, it happens. However, when you miss one wide left, there's a penalty. And so you get to kick it again. Your job is to make the adjustment and kick it again and make it that second time and not miss it wide left again. <laughs> and actually, you missed it worse wide left uh that was super frustrating because we don't want i don't want to deal with kicker problems this year and with the final score being 27 24 had he made that field goal even with russell screwing it up at the end and and making us totally forget that he used to actually lead fourth quarter like comebacks and and wins because i don't know what that was um it would have been tied would have gone to overtime at least um but no he missed it so that sucks um, laces out dan <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny little exchange we had on twitter oh finkel that was on tv uh because of our exchange it wasn't last night it was the it was the night before maybe it was last night. i don't know but i saw it pop up and i'm like well <laughs> i'm absolutely gonna watch me some ace ventura <laughs> and it was just fantastic um and then finally before i let you get to yours sorry i just kept rambling but i did have a ton of notes as you can see <clears throat> oh it's cool um did you see the the Marius Thomas touchdown at the end? That was not a touchdown. Yeah. It was not a touchdown. And I repeat, that was not a touchdown. Well, then this has nothing. I mean, yeah, I saw it. And the only reason why I, I get upset about it is just because, again, the league has no – there's just no standard for – saying what's a catch what's and and what's a completed catch what's inbounds what's that you know just there's just, i mean we're gonna get to that, that one was bad sorry i hit the mic uh. that one was bad i i still julio's was worse yeah i mean that was awful it's just i'm sorry but here's here's what actually bugged me though more about it yes the call was wrong his foot was out of bounds it was not a touchdown but initially called an incomplete pass right. and out of bounds then after a conference, 
they decide it's a touchdown and I'm going, wait, 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 wait. Since when do you get to go and convene and say, well, we're just going to say it's touchdown. The guy was five feet away from it. He saw it plain as day. He weighs it an incomplete at that point. You let Denver challenge that play and say, Hey, we think that was a touchdown. If you're going to call it a touchdown just to let it automatically get reviewed, fine. But you know what? When you review it, you better make the right freaking call, which they didn't do in New York. And how they look at that and say, yeah, it's a touchdown. What? <laughs> you ever you ever imagine when they say, well, uh, we'll have New York look at it. You think it's just some dude <laughs> sitting here like this when you're around five screens and they're like, hey, take a look at this in Denver. And the guy's Ah, uh, looks good. No, that's a touchdown. <laughs> I, I had to have been on that one because there's no freaking way you look at that. If if I can see it, and you know they have like better quality of the screen they're looking at than my you know seven year old HD TV, and if on my fifty five inch Samsung that doesn't have the best Feel picture free to in the sponsor. world, yeah, Samsung, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be great. Uh, if I can see it plain as freaking day that it's not a touchdown, why? how how they called it that way i have no clue it's ridiculous and it's just as stupid as earlier in the game when pete carroll went to challenge a play got the flag on the field and the ref literally just looked at him and was like man you're too late (laughs) it hadn't even they showed everything the play hadn't started yet it was just in time and the ref literally looked at him and was just like yeah you're too late screw you refs screw you okay i ranted way too long for the seahawks but they lost Oh, hey, uh, Michael Dixon, <laughs> stud. I'm <laughs> just going to throw that out there. That'll probably be something I say. It's a good weapon. Every single week. Hunter is a great weapon. He made the defense look better. <laughs> because well, you, give, you mean you, you, when you have that kind of punter who can put consistently put the opposing team within their own 20-yard line. And it wasn't even like, I mean, he was punting balls, you know, 69 yards in the air, 70 yards in the air. Like, just ridiculous and when you can it wasn't just the 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 yardage though it was where he was placing them he actually did really well at pinning them down there and so with that offensive line guys there's going to be plenty of three and outs (laughs) this season there really (laughs) is and so you need him as a weapon and maybe that's why they you know traded up to draft him because they knew I, i don't know but uh he's a stud and i guarantee you that won't be the last time you hear me say that <clears throat> let's go to dallas and and i'll let you technically just... we went to charlotte but yeah well you know shut up so what did cammy newton do to your poor cowboys oh man god i hate him so much yeah so anyways <laughs> <coughs> i get some coughs out of the way like i tried like i told you uh, when i finally did get you to text me back <laughs> the next day and I said I was looking for highlights to put in this episode. <laughs> for neither team, really. There's and, no highlights. And and well, there there's some from Seattle, but they don't let you download them anymore. So I have to like I'm gonna have to go in and, and put them in, but which I'll do, and it'll be great. In post, in post. But uh, the, the I'm like I didn't have a chance to watch the game, so I literally just went and watched the highlight package, and I'm like, well, I'll just pull pieces from it, and I went to the Cowboys website. And I pulled the highlight package from there. And I'm like, the first like 10 plays, it's all Carolina. And mm-hmm. I'm going, does Dallas do anything in this game? Nope. 
All right. So what what was your uh, you had to struggle? At least, at least you had to have at least one. Awesome. What, 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 oh, we want to start with awesomes and oh, bummers. I want okay. your awesomes and okay. bummers. So uh, awesome. First awesome. Go ahead and hit it. Awesome. Defensive line. Ooh. That defensive line is going to be something special, especially once uh, David Irving comes back from suspension. Uh, three games left, and then he'll be back. But uh, seeing the rotation of uh, Lawrence and Gregory and, and Taco Charlton and Malik Collins and um, uh, uh, Antoine Woods and, and um, oh, another one's leaving my, leaving my brain, but Dorrance Armstrong also. Just you know that, he's not that, feeling good because he remembers everybody. Just that, that rotation. I mean, it's... It was definitely awesome to see that whole business. Awesome. Uh, bummer. Bummer. Dak. Bummer. Yeah. You can give me another bummer on that Bummer. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dak struggled. I mean, and it wasn't all on him. Um, towards the end of the game, and I mean, I didn't even say, so Dallas obviously lost 16-8, struggled all throughout the first half. I don't even think they. I don't think I. Dallas didn't get past the fifty-yard line in the first half. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was awful. Um, but when you when you go when you go back and look at it, then you kind of can kind of see what was happening because when you're watching a game live and like we've talked about before, it's hard to kind of see the whole picture. When you're watching the game live, you're just kind of in the moment. But going back and looking at it. Um, I mean, it was a, a whole slew of things that were going on. I mean, the offensive line had some struggle. We, we, I knew that was going to be a struggle with uh, Travis Frederick being gone. Although, Joe Looney did step in, play well. He didn't allow a single pressure. He was the only center this uh, past week that didn't allow any pressure. Um, but still, that's only part of playing center. The other part is, you know, calling out the defense and kind of getting the rest of the offensive line you know, kind of set up to what they need to do. Um, talked about um, Connor Williams. We knew he was going to struggle. He's still a, obviously a rookie, still growing into that frame. He got beat pretty good. But the other part or the other side of that is Carolina has a really good front seven. I mean, that defensive line is one of the better ones in the league. And then obviously just behind them, you've got, you know, Luke Keekley. So true um offensive line definitely struggled and then obviously everything starts with the offensive line offensive line struggles zeke struggle i mean he had a an okay day um i want to say he had like 12 carries for 70 yards or scored a touchdown 15 carries 69 yards one td um late in the game still got me some fantasy points thanks zeke <laughs> um but it, so everything starts with that offensive line and and uh so zeke struggled early came on a little bit later um the at a first glance it looked like Dak just didn't he didn't didn't know what was or didn't knew didn't know what was going on and just struggled with seeing the field um obviously it doesn't help when your offensive line is letting all kinds of pressure come through i think he got sacked five or six times as well um but i don't, I don't know just towards the end of the game you could really see he was hearing footsteps and would just panic and get out of the pocket. And granted, he'd throw it away. <laughs> Wish my quarterback did that. But it was just, <laughs> it was just, it was really frustrating to watch. Um, he ended the, he, but sad enough though, even though watching that game, you saw how horrible he looked. He still had a better passing day than Cam did. 
Really? Yeah. So Dak went 19 to 29, 170 yards, no TDs, um, with an 81.1 rating. And he had a better passing day than Cam. Way better passing day than Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> so over, just overall, it, the offense, top to bottom, struggled. And it was kind of disheartening based on everything we've heard all this offseason. You know, offensive coordinator Linehan's going to change some things up. They're going to make things a little bit more Dak friendly, you know, yada, yada, yada. But it just didn't see it. And, and you know, initially, yeah, you're pissed off. Like, okay, we saw nothing different. Oh, we saw a little reverse or a little flip to Tavon Austin. Okay, cool. That's the one thing. Um, but like we talked about, it's game one. You're not really going to know what you're going to be, you know, for at least another three or four games. And hopefully they're able to clean up some of the mistakes and some of the, um, uh, some of the play calling from this past game. And we'll see what happens this coming weekend against New York. But, um, just the offense in a whole, <laughs> uh, the offense bummer, <laughs> the entire offense, not just that. Yeah, no, the entire offense. Um, on the flip side of that though, definitely very happy with the defense defense played great, played great. The first half, um, they did have a hard time kind of containing cam because even though he's, especially with North Turner there, he's now trying to be a little bit more of a pocket passer and not run as much as he used to, God, when but, he gets but out still there, when he runs, he's, I mean, he's a big guy and he's fast too. He's really fast. He, uh, um, he him and him and um, God forbid I bring up Kaepernick, um, but Kaepernick's scary. Him scary and well, fast. But, but him and him and Kaepernick kind of remind me. Kinda, they're similar in like when Russell gets outside and starts running. Yeah, he's quick. I would say quick, <clears throat> right? But he's not fast. Cam and because he's so big. Hit him with his speed, make him a threat. Yeah. Where like Kaepernick was just he was he wasn't big, but he was tall, and, he was and his his stride was so. I mean, like a gazelle. Like yeah, like a freaking gazelle. <laughs> and but that's what Cam knew. And when I was watching the highlights, I'm like, God, when Cam gets out there, like yeah. he's hard and that, to and, contain and bring down. And he really he really was their offense. Yeah. Um. So it was frustrating to watch early. You know, the 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 ends would crash in, and Cam would just scoot out. And pick up ten yards, twelve yards, ten yards, twelve yards. It got really frustrating to watch. Um, definitely tightened up in the second half, shut him down for the most part, and Christian McCaffrey as well, who does look good. I think he's going to be a lot better this year than he was last year, and you can really tell the you know eight ten pounds of muscle that he put on because he was a skinny kid coming out of Stanford, and now he's pretty he's built and he still has that that quickness and that burst. Um, it was it was weird to see, and maybe it's just week one. I mean, who knows? But he's always prepared and never looks this this bad or this rusty. But Sean Lee struggled a lot. Um, he actually had quite a few missed tackles, which is fairly rare for him. No, he's yeah, he's good. Um, so that that definitely was weird to see. But um, as a whole, though, the the defense definitely. I mean, it could be what carries Dallas this year. As weird as it is to say, just last year and the year before, it was okay. As long as the defense could be average, they'll be all right. But now it's 
you know, it may be, maybe the offense just needs to be average and the defense is going to carry. So we'll see. But um wasn't what we were looking for. Hmm. 0-1-1. But. Oh, well. Oh, well. Time to move on. Um It's when you go 0-2, you can kind of start just a little bit of worrying because that's what I'll feel like after Monday night. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, and then. Oh, and three, that's when you really start to like pucker up and go, oh, shit. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, what, what's what's going on and here? And then if you finish the first quarter of the season, oh, and four, your chances of obviously making the playoffs, whatever formulas are out there, just go. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that, I, you know, if Dallas was to lo- were to lose this weekend against New York and go, oh, and two, I don't see any changes being made. Is Eli Manning still the quarterback up there? Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Well, no. That's so. <laughs> In my preview uh, New York notes, um, Eli, LOL. <laughs> but, um, you know, nothing, just calm down. It'll be all right. We'll see what happens these next couple weeks. Now, I will say, though, if it was to be 0-4, oh, yeah, if we were to get there, oh, yeah. then I'm, the, the, I would see some changes being made. Yeah, And the... if. <laughs> Can you imagine if we get to that point and both our teams are 0-4? <laughs> the upbeat <laughs> way that we're kind of you know presenting ourselves changes <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. We'll have to start talking about other things. It'd have to, to be a long Distract season. us. Um, can I ask you, I'm sure you heard because you listen to it all the time because it's your team. Jerry Jones, his comments. By the way, is he the only owner that like goes on and radio and does his own show i don't know but he can't be i feel like he is anyway the <laughs> I, I i feel like i mean you don't see paul allen doing that but you know it's fine well you see it it's fine mind. you know what's funny though here's funny is i listen because now it's two weeks in a row that i've listened to the clips of the jerry jones show and technically I, it's not called the jerry jones show but whatever yeah. but that's what it is so <laughs> i listen to it and i can't help but just kind of sit there and like get sucked in because <laughs> it was it just you just listen and you're just like he because of what he's saying or just, just just hearing him talk just hearing him talk and and but then part of like what he's saying like so here's here's what i was going to ask you was the comments that he made today about dak um and if you haven't heard it this is what he said uh we've got a quarterback that uh, uh is somewhere between the, the one that you saw with the rams last night and somewhere uh and cam newton and uh, he can do some of what both of those guys do. So, your, Cam, Cam your, and Goff. Yeah. So, your thoughts on that? Because I, I hear that comparison, and I feel like that's a, an awful comparison. I mean, really? Because I don't see him anywhere. Like, that's two totally different. Yeah, I don't see like. So you're. I, I get that you're saying he's somewhere in between that. Well, obviously, because he's nowhere. He's not Goff, and he's and he's not Cam. Right. Like. So what? That's the genius of Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah. But like, okay. Well, so and and so that's also I, and for him, that's his recency thing. Obviously, yeah. He had just seen Goff play the night prior, last night, yep. or well, yeah, not last night, watched, but Monday night, and then he watched Cam and watched okay. Cam on Sunday. So that's just kind of where that would come from. And of course, it blew up Twitter, going, well, "Oh my God! Like, why is it between that and that?" I mean, do you agree, or are you on my on in the boat of what? I'm in the boat of that's 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 Jerry. That's just what he's gonna say. 
Don't look if, into it. He, what is he? What I mean, I don't. I, so when that question gets asked, I don't. I, I don't know what people expect him to say. So you know, okay. Well, what do you? What do you think about Dak? Oh, you know, I think he's a. You know, oh, well, they're fi- I think they're, he's a Quincy Carter esque well, quarterback. They're, like, they're fishing for for clicks, man. They're, well, they they're, they want the they want the well. He was really bad last night or, or over the weekend, and and he needs to be better. And I'm not going to you know they want they want the oh yeah they want to be the one people that finally that you know that are down the line of they're the ones that finally ask the same question that's been asked a hundred times and they make him snap. Yeah, that's what they want. Which I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't see that as being something that he would ever do anyway. No, but so. you're, but you're always hoping. Yeah. I mean, that's what. It's just in any press conference, you watch Pete Carroll. What, Pete Carroll's never going to snap at anybody. What you need to do, and, and I don't know if you do or not, but so listen to the Jerry Jones interviews on Tuesdays. I have two weeks in a row now. <laughs> and then fancy. And then what they do afterwards is they react to everything that he says. Yeah, I don't go that far. Yeah, you should start going that far. <laughs> I'll have to go that far. Yeah, I just wanted to know what you thought on that. If you were going to compare him to an NFL quarterback, that I mean, obviously it's you know it's it's a stupid exercise, but you know why not? You're you're Andrew Guzman, you're you know big Dallas Cowboys fan. This is your podcast. Who would I compare Dak to? Yeah, you want a range? Sure. <laughs> I would say Dak is uh, somewhere between a Tyrod he, Taylor. He's, he's and somewhere a, between a Russell Wilson and a Derek Carr. So overachieved in their first couple of years <laughs> and has since regressed and had one great year. And now where did he go? Exactly. Oh, okay. Yep. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, anything else from your game before I ask you one more question? No, nothing else from that. Um, like I said, well, actually, no, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. Whatever. You have your own thoughts. My thoughts. Yeah. That's what matters. Just, Who cares what they Just think? breathe. Just it's okay. It's okay. Sunday night football is coming. It's time to get excited again. Because you know what? It's a new week. It's very. Uh, we both get prime time this next week. This uh-huh. is cool. Yeah. The. Uh, um, you went very uh, Luke Skywalker <laughs> Jedi there. That was nice. Uh, so my final question before we move on. Um, the Des tweets. I, so I actually mentioned it. So are you talking about the ones during the game? You know, he was trolling. Basically, no. <laughs> Like I was telling my dad, I was, I was like, I love, I mean, I, I miss seeing him out there. I honestly do. Yeah. He's one of my all-time favorite players. I, I loved watching Des Bryant play, and I'd love to see him continue to play. It doesn't matter who he plays for. I would watch that team for him. And, I mean, who knows? With Baldwin injured, maybe Seattle's an option. I don't know. I thought about that today. I was like, ooh. Um, but anywho. It is fun watching Cowboys game. Actually, just watching football games in general with Des tweeting. Just because I, especially when it comes to the Cowboys, it's just so fun to see. And I, I enjoy the overreaction that he gets from the things that he says. Oh, everything he says. He literally all he said was, you know, just one of them for example. Hey, it's kind of cool to be able to sit and and uh, know based on the calls or the you know the, the signals and and the audibles that Dak's saying. I know what the receivers are going to do. Something simple like that, and then it's, you know, oh, offense so predictable. You know, just, oh my god, just because he played the, there. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just recently played there. Yeah, so of course, really, they're going to completely change everything. No, that's not Des the way. Is it watching works. us on TV, we got to change everything, right? Um, it, it's just funny to me, and it's Twitter. I mean, it means nothing. 
but it gives us stuff to talk about it because does. I, I, it of course was a big story. What, what's going to be the next Twitter? What's going to be the next thing that gives people to talk about? I'm not sure. I think actually, I believe social media implodes and goes away before that happens. Well, I hope it does. I would love, I actually would love it too, which is funny because I love Twitter and I, I I do too, (laughs) but, but I would love if, if social media just died. Um, okay. So that was, yeah, Des doing some trolling. Say before we, uh, go ahead. No, well, so we're going to jump in the NFL. Yeah. I just want to, I was going to just right off the top. Um, I was kind of bummed with how much to rod, Tarod. struggled and we didn't get to see baker mayfield yeah and and the and sorry no and no it's fine it, it's cool man it's, it's true cool. it's your show too no, man. and what i was gonna what i was gonna say was you remember when we were having all of those uh baker saquon quarterbacks talks all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff i always said baker's gonna be a good quarterback and there's a lot of people that nah i don't think so and my dad being one of them but Seeing seeing him in the preseason, granted it's preseason, but just seeing how he kind of com- takes control of the offense and kind of just, you know, he just, he looks like he's comfortable. It's going to be so much fun to watch him. And it's, I think more more and more people are kind of coming around on him. Well, after, especially after watching <laughs> Tyrod. 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 You know, it's difficult because when they, when, 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 <laughs> When Cleveland got to Rod, uh, this chair is making my butt fall asleep. That happens. The would you like a pillow? <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> the uh, I actually thought, okay, well, th- and this is before. Obviously, they got him before the draft, yeah. but and I thought, well, you know what? Maybe he'll go and thrive there. And that's actually finally a a uh, why is your flashlight on, man? Uh, finally, a, a a quarterback that might be able to go there and actually be successful. Uh-huh. And I mean, Cleveland absolutely one hundred percent Cleveland did that game <laughs> uh, <laughs> they didn't lose they you know what Sorry. hey you're right <laughs> they did not lose but they didn't win either what what, what is that what movie is, was that from is that more of a oh, i mean because we didn't lose <laughs> i don't know i was trying to remember i oh. I, I was trying to figure out is that if, it, if it's more of a uh indictment on on cleveland and mainly because all we want to do is make fun of Cleveland for literally like that is like you, Mo- you, the you, most Cleveland thing you to can't do. make that shit up <laughs> like you you sat you can't sit down and go to write out as like a screenplay or write out something and 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 have that like <laughs> it was unbelievable or is it a sorry all the Cleveland fans who those beer fridges have to stay locked for at least say, another week <laughs> who are they playing. Well, probably not our two weeks. Uh, so, <laughs> the or is it more of an indictment on Pittsburgh that you it's couldn't on Pittsburgh that you could not put Cleveland away right. the way Cleveland was struggling? So I agree with you. That's, it's on, Pittsburgh. It, that's on Pittsburgh. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, although I don't like Ben Roethlisberger, uh, that team with who they've got well, and, should and have it, absolutely. And even how it, James Conner was running yeah, that I mean, game. Even though it makes it to overtime, your job in overtime then is to just end it. Yeah. And I can't and it was it was funny because that game was in the first block. And obviously it's I, I watched I was watching it up until one twenty four. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta switch. I got Seahawks. And so I switch it and because I was watching 
Red Zone channel, mm-hmm. and Red Zone was it was the, one of the last ones, and so they're locked in on it. I'm like, I watch Seahawks, so I flip over, and I'm like, Pittsburgh will probably end up winning that. It's going to go to overtime, and sure enough, it goes to overtime, and and then I keep like I'm checking, like overtime is winding down to like six minutes, three minutes, six minutes left, and then three minutes, and I'm like, they are going to Cleveland this, aren't they? They are going to tie this game, and that's how they're going to start their season <laughs> after going. Owen 16 the season before i was uh i, I wanted to be shocked but i wasn't <laughs> sure wasn't um a couple th- we'll go through these quickly because i i know you want to get on to you know talking about next week which is uh going to be fun but there were some things this is a football podcast and there were some things that happened around the nfl that were especially in week one as we get through the rest of the season there'll be things you're just like who cares um but the penalties the new rules that was going to be a big deal this yep. year yep where the the weird thing was is where'd the helmet thing go yeah didn't really see a whole lot of there it. was one penalty this was through the sunday games so this doesn't count monday but i don't remember seeing any of them in the monday night games either and i watched both there was one throughout all the way through sunday for the leading with the helmet so we saw it a ton in preseason we did see the one targeting though did see that which that was i it was good well first it was good to see andrew luck out there again it was Captain, Captain Andrew Luck. It's good to see you, buddy. Um, but sorry, you good lost. Lord. I mean, did you see the hit yeah. that he took? I mean, I oh, it's brutal. And surprised. when you see it in slow motion, yeah. Well, they're going to get fined. Like I, I cannot believe that that he wasn't pulled out of the game for concussion protocol. Yeah, he should have been. When, especially when you see, when you watch it over again, he absolutely should have been. Yeah. And Russell, you know, last year we get nailed for that. So I expect them to get fined. And if they don't, well, that's not fair. Anyways. So, but yeah, so I didn't see any. I, I didn't see any of those penalties. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what I did see, and when I knew I was going to see it, and it was going to piss me off. The this, landing on the quarterback. The landing on the quarterback. The putting your weight, full weight, onto the quarterback. Yeah. Um, that's the dumbest rule on the face of the planet. And while I understand, because you've always had the lifting and driving. Yeah. Rule, which I get, but you can't even tackle the quarterback from the front and just take him to the ground anymore. You have to split second move to the side yeah. and grab it it's the tackle dumb- him and then wall in midair kind of mid get yeah off of oh yeah well like like flip up in the air do well, something I mean, fancy and as someone who's seen that exact thing hurt my yeah. team's quarterback twice once against carolina and once against um philly broken collarbone you know it's still part of the game. It's it, it happens, and and the thing is, like they can't. You've you've already taken away the ability to at least grab a quarterback by the leg and pull him yeah, down. Oh, the Tom Brady rule. Yeah, don't hit him in the knee. The 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 my favorite thing, and I saw somebody posted, and of course I posted it too because I just it was perfect. Put all the quarterbacks in red jerseys. That either do that or start putting flags on them. Now you have to grab a flag off of them to you know like what everyone is so worried about how this anthem problem and the politics within football or what's going to be what destroys it that's not what's going to happen it's all the rules these dumb rules are what's going to destroy it because that is pure stupid yeah and hey guess what guys also we still don't know what a catch is (laughs) shocking weird still have no clue who was worse, Buffalo or Detroit? Who was worth? Worth. Who was worth? Who was worse, Buffalo or Detroit? Detroit. Help me on this. 
was I under the influence of something <laughs> when you on the last Buffalo? episode when I picked Buffalo to win the East? Because uh, that I think, is, I think you were just flying by the seat of your pants. That's literally well. No, the thing is, is I put thought into those picks <laughs> hours before we recorded, and put thought into those. But that's the only thing I can come up with. Because holy crap, are they bad? But Detroit. With Matthew Stafford. See, and I, that's why I would say Detroit was much worse because you got a longtime veteran quarterback there. Who should be they way have, better. They have, they have some playmakers on offense there. Um, Buffalo, you know. They both sucked. And you know what? That's, that's a great thing. Hey, Dallas and, and uh, Seattle fans, you could be Detroit. You could be Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was Oakland thinking? Because Khalil Mack stud at least in the first half holy crap uh sam Darnold's first game what'd you think it's good i mean it started off pretty shitty for him rookie but you know what he did he didn't back down and he kept no. he kept going the jets might have actually found their quarterback yeah for the first time in forever a long time probably since they had a good little run with sanchez yeah i mean it's all of a sudden, the oh, and Jet fans are just loving it. And there's so many like high-profile... <laughs> there's so many high-profile media guys like ESPN and like Oh, Fox. Sam Darnold. Yeah, that are, just, that are just like, oh, my God. We have a quarterback. Did you see he threw the oh, ball? Oh, Sam Darnold. Oh, my but, God. But, I mean, I get it. That's how a lot of them were when, when Dak came out in 2016 and when Wilson came out, you know, in 2011. But you know what's even be- like better, though, is... The Jets' defense actually looked pretty damn good. Yeah, I actually just well, isn't isn't Todd Bowles more of a defensive yeah, coach? Anyway? So I I just yeah. I mean I just I grabbed on the waiver wire today. I grabbed a Jets <laughs> defense for my fan, one of my fantasy teams. Cool. Just saying, um, Gruden's return. <laughs> where's my bummer? <laughs> bummer. That's a bummer, man. So <laughs> yeah. Why does he always look every time the camera went down on the sideline, which was pretty much after every single play? Um, why did he look so just? It was either like he farted, or, <laughs> or he was just mad, and he just probably was mad because it just it's it's not, wasn't the team the way he wanted. They weren't playing the way he wanted. Do you think during the game at one point was there any any moment where he was standing there and he went? I left Monday Night Football for this. Yeah, I guarantee it. That was a pretty sweet gig I had there. <laughs> yeah, and all he had to do was turn up and look. Like, I used to be up there. I used to be up there. <laughs> uh, and wasn't Carr supposed to be good? What happened to Derek Carr? I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't not just this first game. I mean, last year, too. Yeah, he, he, he had he some regression. Rest, uh, which is, I always thought, especially after that first year, like, he looked so good. He was being compared to, like, a Russell Wilson type quarterback and he he did not look good um a ron what can you really freaking say about a ron um the dude gets carted off and then he comes back out all smiley and what's your theory <laughs> they gave him something good <laughs> in the locker real, room based on his obviously the fact that he came out all happy and threw yeah. i mean he, he, he won he won the game and then if you watch the post game interview <laughs> he uh we i mean as much as you want to hate him and i mean brady too but i mean as much as you want to hate rogers i mean just remember you're watching probably one of the greatest quarterbacks that's gonna play 
ever. I mean, he's. I mean, he's he may ridiculous. not have the championships, but I mean, just watching him play, it's just like it's so easy to him. It's just it's ridiculous. And I'm watching that, and I'm going, he's going to do it, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. going to. He's going to come down. He's go, literally down, down seventeen points, yeah. twenty seventeen or twenty points, and he's, yeah. he's going to win this. And and he did. And and then you, but it gets done, and you're not shocked. You're just like, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what happens. There's there's Rogers. It was not a good week for um, new coaches. They went zero and seven. Uh huh. That sucked. And then lastly, I have on here. I wanted your thoughts. You watched both Monday night games. No. Which ones did you watch? Any of them? I watched parts of both. Okay, so you heard Witten in the booth. Yeah. Your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, obviously, football smart. Uh, oh yeah. But also with with Romo, it took him a few weeks to kind of get in the groove, find his. Oh no, Romo was anointed a. A TV king after his first week, man. No, well, <laughs> Romo should have been in the booth no, a long did, time I ago. Did, I did hear a lot of just like, oh, why was he playing like quarterback a, for so long? He should I, have been he'll, TV. He'll, no, he should be Dallas's offensive coordinator. But anyways, oh, we'll um, get to that. Witten will find that sweet spot. It's I his mean, first one. It's his his very first one. He's, he's got the new hair. Um, <laughs> hey, look, he looks just, very dapper though. You know, he'll he'll good colors in the he'll suit. fall into where he needs to be. Um, overall better than Gruden. Really? Yeah, I couldn't stand Gruden. See, I would have. I think it was just because I got used to Gruden. Like that was Monday night. Well, Sean McDonough, it was Gruden, and but you're you're you got a whole new crew, so yeah. it's just getting used to that. Yeah. Booger down on the on the field. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. I think, and that the producers noticed that because they kept telling, "Hey, go out to him, let him talk, yeah. let him talk," because Witten was very stiff. If we're halfway through the season and it still sounds like crap, they're going to make well, it. Well, the change. other thing is that's kind of how that's, he, their baby. that's kind of how he's always talked, though. He always just kind of has that. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, kind of. You yeah. know, he's he's never been like like Romo's just very personal. He looks like oh, yeah. he looks like someone that you could just see at a bar and be and just strike up a conversation, and you'd probably be laughing your ass off. Well, and like you said, it's it's everyone got used to Gruden, even though you say he's better than Gruden what um i didn't know you didn't like gruden that way i just i don't know i'm so tired of gruden the whole gruden thing tired of hearing hearing him um for the longest time oh he's gonna come to dallas dallas is gonna offer Gruden. he's gonna they're gonna bring him from the booth spider no. two, spider two and, then, and then the whole <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole you know chucky thing like oh, okay. god all right just i'm tired of gruden all the all the Chucky dolls everywhere last night was just like, yeah. All right, I'm already over it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we started with me. We're gonna start with you this time. Tell us about the game on Sunday night. So Dallas. <laughs> yes, that Sunday is, night football against the Giants. Team. That's always that's one of my favorite things in the world. Sunday night football against the Giants. Prime time and. It, say what you will about NFL ratings and blah 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 blah. That game always is one of the oh, number yeah. one it'll be a rated huge, games it'll be of the a year. Huge poll, and it's at Dallas. And it doesn't and matter just, what those records are. Yep. Um, grab my notes. Um, but first division game, yep. so obviously important. And that, oh, and that's the other thing too with the loss. Yeah, Carolina's an NFC team. Yeah, it's week one. Yeah, it's a loss, but it, I mean. Win your division. That's that's step one. Win your division. 
I just want to get in the playoffs. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> Eli. Lol. <laughs> I love that note. Eli, Eli is Eli. 37 years old. Do you think that they... Giant helmet Eli. <laughs> oversized helmet Eli. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think that uh, they were watching Darnold last night? Yeah. And were kicking themselves. I mean, Barkley was good. He's Barkley's going to be a good running back. It's just... I, but you don't have a I don't think he's a good enough running back to overcompensate for, or compensate to, for their offensive line struggle. To, well, and to basically, yeah, so he's going to have to carry the offense. And I just, now, I tell you what, he terrifies the shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, one quick, you know, dump off pass and he's yeah. got the he's got the speed and the power to take it to the house, much like Zeke does. So that that terrifies me. Um which has number well, Eli's not number 1. I was just Eli Lol, but I mean, um, come on, Lol. Uh, Saquon gonna have to keep it, same kind of game plan as you had for Christian McCaffrey last week gonna have to key on him keep him contained and ball him up and Dallas does a good job against the rush it's those it's those um, those screens or those quick slants and or not the quick slants but the screens and the the kind of quick toss I, I want to say a sweep but sweeps aren't really a thing anymore um, RPOs <laughs> RPOs, RPOs on top of RPOs, um, mixed in with some RPOs. That, that'll that'll always that always seems to be a struggle for Dallas. But we'll see what happens there. Um, Odell Beckham back and healthy, obviously, OBJ. always, obviously, always a threat. And he's for whatever reason, when it's Dallas, he'll there's some sort of play that he'll make. Oh yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. For Dallas's offense, as long as we're able to get rolling like we should be, we'll be okay. But I will say, um, uh, tough front seven last week with Carolina. New York also has a tough front seven. I mean, those are they were they shut Dallas down last year in both games. Um, it's it'll be another tough running game. So I mean, we'll see see if they're able to overcome that. Um, and then like we talked about, zero two. That's a that's a tough place to be in. So I'm gonna have to try to avoid that. I'm about to find out what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chicago. Hmm. Yeah, my turn. Is it at Chicago already? It's at Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we can just do a quick. <laughs> it's gonna be a quick preview. It's real quick. So they're gonna lose. <laughs> so. If they thought that uh, Von Miller played out of his freaking mind, oh yeah, um, he just when he comes off the field, he just looks like an animal that just killed something. Like he's he's a monster. But now we get to go up, midway. Uh, now we get to go up against Khalil Mack, and you know, even though Chicago lost, they lost because Aaron Rodgers is a freak. Their defense played great. Like I mean. What more could you ask for from someone you just brought you in? Just that brought we, in, you know, literally force fumble, pick six, yeah, uh, all all in the backfield. Yeah. The, the the guy's nuts, and and if you think that the the Seahawks had some troubles in week one, <laughs> look out. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be pretty. You got Baldwin out. We don't know for how long. Carol won't even say like it's been reported everywhere that it's a grade two MCL tear, right? Well, sprain and tear is the same thing. Yeah. 
But but when asked today in the press conference, Pete Carroll's like, yeah, we didn't report that. I don't know where who reported that. And they're like, whoa, isn't it? And he's like, well, yeah, there's some MCL stuff going on, but we're, I don't know. If we're, what? Like, he's out. So, so, so you're, so Seattle, you're saying Seattle's going to lose. Well, I, I'll say that at the end. So <laughs> I'll give my, I've been hinting towards that, but I'll give my, well, what I was, what I was just going to say was, so is Seattle and Dallas going to meet at 0 and 2? <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> and then tie. <laughs> so they'll be, Oh, two and one for our our first show back after that. That's also, by the way, a dumb rule, and there should not be ties in the NFL. No, this is not soccer. Be. So, um, yeah, bear, I literally wrote Bears with Mac. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. Uh, they and, need well, Jordan Howard and um, uh, Tariq Cohen. The whole. I mean, we're just uh, yikes. That's yeah. what I said. Just. A Russell, what they need to do, and again, if you're going to be a run-first team, run the ball. Yeah. And yes, I get it. You're running up against that defensive line, but hey, Russell, this is just a this is this is a thing. You can't get sacked if you hand the ball off. Yeah, and so establish even against a a defensive line like that, establish it or you know get it so that you're opening yourself up to a passing game because all of a sudden they're expecting a run. Well, and even even if, um, like say, for for example, Chicago is just loading the box, you know, eight, nine yep. men in the box, and they're selling out to stop the run. Even if your your passing game isn't there, just that one, just that one deep shot. Yep. Chuck it. It doesn't doesn't if it's completed or not completed, it that'll at least soften things up just a little bit. And that's something that I wish Dallas would have done against Carolina. Just one one deep ball. Just to kind especially of especially if kind you of do back, complete it. Because that becomes well, such a yeah, yeah, exactly. becomes such a threat. Just to just to back them off just a little bit. I mean Well, and they've got to they've got to get like again, get out of the Daryl Bevel and into Brian Schottenheimer. And you've gotta if the offensive line's gonna suck, which they do. You got <laughs> you got to call plays that get Russell away from them. So whether yeah. you're calling more bootlegs or you're calling more rollouts, calling more something, you know what you need? You need some RPOs, plenty of RPOs, lots of those. Do something so that he, Russell Wilson is not, no matter how much you want to make him, he's not a pocket passer. He's too short. He doesn't, he freaks out too much because he's been so used to running his tail off for his life. And it, well, he, and I won't say short being the the excuse because Drew Brees is, oh, is short no, too. I get it. But, I get it. But Brees is a pocket passer, right? And that's probably how he's always played the game. Is as like and a Russell pocket. hasn't. Yeah, exactly. So that and that's a problem. Like Russell, you could there were plays you saw in the last game where you're like, if he, there was guys that were had he just thrown the ball in a slant, like the guy was wide open, but he was already even though nobody was near him yet, he was freaking out so fast. So they've got to make adjustments there. And uh, and then it'll just be interesting to see will the defense improve enough to hopefully keep Chicago scoring down where something big will happen with Seattle because their only chance is going to have to be the defense has to improve and play better 
and then the running game for Seattle has to get going and actually score points. So and maybe Janikowski not missing any field goals. That'd be great. Oh, so uh, I didn't even I'm sorry, I didn't even touch on that. You knew it was gonna happen. Maher was gonna miss his first game. Oh yeah. His his first Was it his first one? It was his first one. Oh no. I missed it. It just barely. You know, just but you knew it was gonna happen, but whatever. Yeah. I'm He'll sure. be okay. He'll be fine. It's all calmed down. He's a youngin. He's 28, but yeah. Well, he's, you know, <laughs> young-ish. He's younger than me. How about that? <laughs> so, um, and then the only thing I'm interested in is, again, see consistency, and then I want to see um, who they end up playing at on the, next to Wagner because KJ Wright's going to be out again, obviously. Are they going to keep Griffin in there to give him more experience playing there? Calitro came in and played a lot of snaps when Griffin was struggling. He's going to take – He's. I saw he might take the starting I was gonna, I said, role. Uh, this, yeah, Calitro right? might get that starting spot, which is fine. Again, Shaquem's new, trying to get used to all the – like it's different. And, and in the NFL, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Um, He'll be fine. I'm not worried about him too much. So – it's a Monday night game, so you get Sunday night NBC. I got Monday night ESPN. Um, that sounds like two parties in a row. Should be good. I'm excited. All right. Mailbag time. You know what I wanted for this? You've seen Euro Trip, right? Yeah. Classic flick. Mail, motherfucker. I want... <laughs> I'm going to find that sound clip. <laughs> Yeah, right over there. <laughs> I'm good. I'm Sorry f- about that. I'm gonna find that sound clip, and that's gonna be our our our, our mailbag sound. It used to be my uh, uh, text message. I, say, I think I had that as text tone at one point. Mail, motherfucker. Um, hey, we're no longer a uh, um censored podcast. Oh, yeah, sorry, earmuffs. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, are you pulling stuff up? I got. I mean, what you? Um, you're pulling stuff up or you want me to go go for it uh pot scare boys um how many games this is for you uh and i saw this come up a lot after your game ended how many games will linehan be given before he is yanked and who will take yanked and who will take over play calling duties if he is yanked well they've already obviously already come out and said you know we trust in scott linehan yeah the normal they're not going to come out and say, oh, he better get his shit right. Well, right. Um, anywho. But my opinion, though, um, like I said, if Dallas were to start out 0-4 somewhere, I mean, I don't see that happening. But if by some chance it does happen, and Dallas is 0-3, 0-4, not only would Linehan go, I think we'd see Garrett go as yeah. well. Um, Even though this wasn't even something that in my opinion, was even on the plate with the way that it just dep- it depends on how it looks. If the team, if the if the team just flat kind of quits, like they did, kind of uh, um, 2010 with Wade Wilson. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not Wade Wilson. Wade I, Phillips. I, Wade Wilson. I just watched Deadpool. That's why Wade Wade Phillips. Sorry, great movie. <laughs> With Wade Phillips, you know, when you watch that Green Bay game, the team—I mean, they quit. That was that was kind of it, and that was the that was a mid-season coaching move. Um, 
but as far as just Scott Linehan, I, I would say 0-4. Well, or, if you get to 0-4 and, and it's not necessarily an <clears throat> offense problem, if you're having right. – if, if your offense looks better and your defense is actually is, – you know, for some reason, like maybe your defense falters. It, there's so it many, just depends there's so on many what reasons. Happens. But let's just say strictly if the offense does not do anything and then there's no improvement or anything, I would say after 0-4, 0-3, 0-4, I mean, you would already have a giant uphill battle to make the playoffs anyway. Um, I would see at that point. And as far as who would take over, I mean, Tony Romo, you would pro- <laughs> Tony <laughs> Romo, um, either like Sanjay Lal, the uh, wide receivers coach who actually, I was telling you earlier, I was doing some looking cause I wanted to see who on the coaching staff has been an OC before. And actually the only person who's been an offensive coordinator before besides, uh, Garrett, who very male, very well, Maybe someone who takes it over is um, uh, our tight ends coach, Doug Nussmeyer, who was a former UW Husky. Woof. Um, That's for you, Dennis. But he um, he was Gross. he was an OC for uh, for a while. Not in the NFL, though. <clears throat> Other than that, besides um, Nussmeyer and, and uh, Jason Garrett, Sanjay Lal, wide receivers coach but he's again he's never he hasn't been an offensive coordinator at any level so that's kind of one of those are you going to give it to someone who's never been an oc before who and actually lyle's also a former husky as well gross woof go kooks (laughs) but uh that's uh that's my opinion tony romo would definitely be the best well i mean i mean come on i mean obviously but they're not. I don't think CBS is ever going to let him go. See, ya. <laughs> uh, so grab yeah, a Corona. That was okay. Uh, sit down with your friends. <laughs> You're doing it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was from the uh, Podskier guys. Uh, check out their podcast if you've uh, need another podcast in your in your list. Um, they do a good job, and we're going to be on with them in a few weeks, I think. So how about that? How about that? How about that? Uh, Purple Dog fan, which is uh dennis from ohio woof <laughs> loves his huskies they're only one and one though woof. uh he says granted it's only week one but who do you think is going to be the sleeper team this year <clears throat> and also who is going to be the sleeper fantasy player everyone to, needs to watch for speaking of uh, uh dennis though <sighs> jimmy grappolo lost hey jimmy graps looked um really bad <laughs> <laughs> really bad <laughs> like really bad i'm not sure anywho maybe dennis has some insight but yeah i actually had a note there that's actually i wrote it too i wrote she wrote hashtag jimmy graps because that's how we always refer to him yeah he looked bad so uh sorry dennis uh the sleeper team this year i'm pretty sure i know who yours is oh oh sorry no yawning. sleeper team yeah cleveland is yours i mean i mean well that's dark horse oh not okay. sleeper team oh sorry sleeper team Mm. that's a tough one what's the difference between sleeper and dark horse like to me that's like the there's never one sleeping on the dark horse well, no, technically. Like, so it's like like when i when i think sleeper team i think like sleeper car like it's a car that looks bad on the outside but on the inside it's got a pretty badass engine in it oh. you know sleeper <laughs> you don't know that it's gonna whoop your ass oh, that okay. kind of thing interesting um I'm looking at all the teams, and um, 
you can't say teams like the Jets because they got Darnold and good defense. No, but I mean that's a that's but a sleeper that, team. That who was talking about the Jets before the season? Nobody. Or who was talking well, I mean, about the talk- Jets going into the season? Oh yeah, the Jets. They might be a top five team. I mean that's a that's a good option. I like that option. Jacksonville <clears throat> is not doesn't count. Oh, what about what if what if Fitzmagic continues? And Tampa Bay. And they don't bring Jameis back in? Yeah. I mean, that could be. It could be. That could be one. Uh, let's go with Chicago. Chicago. We'll take them as a sleeper team. I have no freaking idea, so I'm going to say Fitz Magic because I like his beard. Uh, and then uh, as for um, a sleeper in fantasy, I don't This is a fantasy show, Dennis. Like, we're we're not going to. I have no idea. What's uh, what's funny? Uh, and sorry, to cut you off. What's funny in fantasy after week one is everyone's overreaction <laughs> and watching the waiver wires and have them go nuts. Like people wanting to go grab Disley. Like I gotta go sign Disley. Like, like okay, wait, wait. yeah, oh, <laughs> just or Fitzpatrick or like as he was owning like one point something percent of the yeah, like yeah. Let's calm down. Uh, let's calm down. Let's see. Just based on, I'll, I'll just make an, a Homer pick. Michael Gallup's a really good one. I mean, he's got he's got all the tools. He's got all all everything is there for him to kind of explode onto the onto the scene. I'll tell you. We'll who, see what happens as far as you know. Obviously, the rest of the offense with Dak and everything. But um, as far as someone that I've can see being that person or that player that's like, oh. Everybody's by the end of the year. Everybody will have him. Michael Gallup could be one of them. I will. Uh, I'll tell you who. I'll do a homer pick as well. Brandon Marshall. Baldwin's I hurt. I can see that, but nah. Okay, calm down. Baldwin's hurt. Bunch of newbies. Besides Lockett, Lockett is a very specific threat. Uh just watch Marshall. He's going to get used. A lot. Because I think that Doug, I think that they're playing off the, oh, well, it could be a month maybe, but it, he'll be back. He already came out. This is on the other knee. Yeah. I already came out and said that he was only going to be 80, 85% on that, that other knee. The other, other knee. Yeah. So now, like, oh, come on. So if you want a receiver to go out and grab, go grab him right now and just kind of just kind of keep him on your bench there. Stash. Stash him. Go get Brandon Marshall. Do not go get Disley because that just don't He's do it. He's going to end up being the one that just don't. And that's what will happen too. Is he'll just be an absolute stud. Uh, Ken on the book of face. What? Is, I love this question because he answers it at the end. What is going to happen when this second day is talking about the Seahawks? What is going to happen when the secondary faces an elite quarterback that will shred them? <laughs> so, so you answered your own. That's going to shred them. That's what's going to happen. Who? Okay. Well, then, but, then let's ask that. Who will be that quarterback? Well, it's not going to be Trubisky. Isn't going to shred them. Although, notice what Denver did. Denver did the short passes, the underneath routes, underneath routes, and just did them over and over and over <laughs> again. And if Chicago does that same thing, I could see that working. It's not going to be Dak. <laughs> Well, no. And speaking of which, there was the Whatever. there was the one where the guy was pointing out all the quarterbacks that Seattle faces the first six weeks, and he was like, "Oh, 
you know, not exactly a you know murderer's row of quarterbacks. I'm like, well, look at the running backs for those teams. So, yeah, it's not going to be Dak. It's not going to be Arizona. <laughs> I don't know if you could put Goff as an elite yet, but he's getting close, and I could see him. I could see Goff lighting it up. I could see him just absolutely destroying him. Um, looking at their schedule, I mean, they played Green Bay, so, I mean, Aaron could have some fun with them. Ken, what's going to happen is you, you He seems to struggle against Seattle, though. He yeah. doesn't seem to like, really, you know, just... That's one team he seems to be... You're right. ...somewhat normal with. But also, on the flip side of that, Wilson struggles against Green Bay. So... Well, yeah, sure does. Green Bay is a tough team. So... Yeah. I'm looking at the schedule, and really, I think it's. I think it's if if there's a chance for one to just sh- completely shred them, look at what the Rams did to them last year. Yeah, so it very easily could be the Rams. So thank you for that question. And then finally, another Seahawks question from Barb: What are they going to do to protect Wilson? Um, well, they're they. I mean, play better. Get rid of a Fetty. Get rid of a Fetty. That would be a start. A Fetty sucks. And do you feel the offensive calls were better than, than last year with change of coaches? No, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not. And I, yeah, I went over that. Uh, it was very Daryl Bevel like. So, Barb, uh, thank you. So, all right, we're almost done. I promise, Mister Tired Pants over there. Good God. Do we want to review last week's game picks? Who's winning? All right, so we're gonna do our game picks, and you're winning. Congratulations. Oh, you man. Got, you got six right. Although, I didn't know how to count the tie. The tie. So, I just deleted it as in like it, it was, I mean, it was a tie. Damn. So, you oh, got, why not throw it in there? So, well, then what do you throw it in there as? Well, you picked Pittsburgh and I picked Cleveland. So, well, so we're, we're both 5 0 oh, and 1. <laughs> so, screw that. You're, you're, right. you're leading 6 to 5. So congratulations. Right. So far, that steak dinner is in your hands. So you're leading. You go first. Uh, let's let's pick week two, starting Thursday night. Baltimore. They're gonna they're gonna beat the the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. I'll take Baltimore. Okay. I'm gonna take Cincinnati. Cause why not? Sunday, September sixteenth. Is that this Sunday? Oh, weird. Carolina at Atlanta. I'll take Atlanta. Gross. Indianapolis at Washington. I'll take Washington. Houston at Tennessee, taking Houston. Philly at Tampa Bay, taking Tampa Bay. Kansas City at Pittsburgh, taking Kansas City. Miami at New York. Jets, I'll take the Jets. J-E-T-S. Los Angeles Chargers at Buffalo, I'll take the Chargers. (laughs) Minnesota at Green Bay, I'll take Minnesota. What? Cleveland at New Orleans, I'll take Cleveland. What? Detroit at San Francisco, take San Francisco. Yeah. Arizona LA Rams, take the LA Rams. New England at Jacksonville, I'm going to take Jacksonville. Ooh. Oakland at Denver, I'll take Denver. Uh, Giants at Cowboys, obviously take the Cowboys. And then Monday, Seattle at Chicago. Yeah, go ahead and say Chicago. it. Chicago. Yeah. Do you think that it'll be like Chicago will destroy them or will it be somewhat close? Um, I think it'll be close for a while. And by a while, I mean maybe a quarter and a half <laughs> and then that's that's really not and then it might get ugly it's really not a while uh so like i said i was off i i too will take cincinnati to beat baltimore uh atlanta uh will well, be no, not i too i'm taking baltimore 
I thought you were taking Cincinnati. No, Baltimore. Oh, well, I too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was wrong. Anyway, so I will take uh, Cincinnati to beat Baltimore on Thursday night. And then Carolina, Atlanta, I'm going to take Atlanta um, because I hate Cam Newton. Um, Indianapolis at Washington. Sorry, Captain Andrew Luck. I'm going to take the Redskins there. Houston at Tennessee. I'm going to take Houston. Philly at Tampa Bay. Uh, Fitz magic, baby. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. They're going to rebound, hopefully. Miami at the Jets, definitely going to take the Jets. Chargers at uh, Buffalo. <laughs> Just out of principle, I kind of want to stick with my my my, NFC, my AFC East, <laughs> but I'm not going to because they suck. Chargers are going to kick their ass. So uh, Minnesota at Green Bay, definitely going to take Green Bay. Minnesota, really? You're nuts. Cleveland at New Orleans, taking the Saints. Detroit at uh, San Francisco, Hashtag Jimmy Graps is going to rebound in a big way. Arizona at the Rams, definitely taking the Rams. New England at Jacksonville. I'm with you taking the uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars there. Screw you, Tom Brady. And uh, Oakland is definitely going to lose to Denver. The Giants are for sure going to lose to Dallas. And, um, well, yeah, I'm going to cut out your your uh, your game pick there of that because you're supposed to give it the at the end end. But, yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen in Seattle, Chicago? I'll tell you in a second. Although we already know what I think. <laughs> so how about that? All right. We did that. That was our papers. How about that? Okay. So. Um, and 41 points total scored Monday night. Oh, we're doing the tiebreaker there? Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, f- f- <laughs> Forty-five. Forty-five. <laughs> uh, okay, so, hey, um, we thanked you last week for taking us over the 2,000 mark. And, and uh, again, thank you for that. And uh, so please continue to share with all of your friends. Tell them about this podcast you found that talks about football and Cowboys and Seahawks. Cowboys and, and Seahawks. Seahawks and whatnot and all that things. And, and then uh, when you're listening, if you're listening to us ramble on for an hour and a half, holy crap, um, drop us a review while you're listening. Like, hey, I like these guys. Hey, they're cool. They talk about RPOs. <laughs> Gee whiz, they're swell. I wish they would RPO some things sometimes. <laughs> so um, I don't want to bring this down but i wanted to i was thinking about doing it at the beginning and then bringing it up but we'll mention it just because i'm a very patriotic person and i love my country and we still have 30 minutes left in and, this day and we do oh crap but hurry um not going to take 30 minutes i just want to quickly say we're recording this on 9 11 um at 34 years old everyone i know remembers where they were that day yep what they went through, even if you were just like me and and you were just watching it and just seeing what was happening um, 17 years later, which I cannot believe it's already been 17 years. Um, it feels like it did not happen that long ago. Um, but I just, I, I want to put it out there that I, that, you know, myself, my family, we were all thinking about everybody who lost loved ones that day, firefighters, um, first responders, police, all everyone. It's, it's even 17 years later, it's still, um, <sighs> still a day to reflect and and look back and and i gave my son one hell of an extra tight hug tonight and uh because life life's too short so 
there's that. Agreed. Anything you want to add? It's it's weird having two kids that uh, that's history to them. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was in sixth grade when that happened. You were in what? Uh, 11th grade 10th grade uh i was just started i had just started my senior year yeah um no like you said definitely just i remember i remember where i was i remember what i was doing um it still feels i mean it feels like a something that happened you know just a year ago or a couple yeah. of years ago i mean it's still fresh i mean you still can easily go back and go through all of those motions again. And, and I did too. Um, last year I went to New York city and I went to the memorial. I'm there. so jealous. It's, it's definitely one of the most surreal things that you could ever go and visit. Um, uh, the, the design behind it is one of the greatest things you it's, it's designed. And if you haven't been there, I definitely recommend going and seeing that. That was, was awesome. But you, you walk up to it and it's designed with the waterfalls to completely drown out all of the noise of the of the city. You can't hear anything but the waterfall. Which if you've never been to New York, I went in ninth grade and it is so loud there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's just constant. And, and then you're if you if you're there for a while it just kinda becomes Oh, it's just normal. It's, it's whatever it's white noise. It's, yeah, exactly. You don't really hear it. But um you know as as you walk up to you know the where they have the two pools um everything just kind of fades away and all you hear is the pool and you know they also have all the names all around i mean it's it's a, a gorgeous memorial and then as you slowly start to walk away you the city starts to come back into your into the into your ears and everything but um definitely highly recommend going and seeing that it's an amazing memorial um it it gets me emotional. Like I literally just talking about it. I was just thinking about that. Everything. I didn't, I didn't know anybody that, that, that died that day, but I feel like I did. And that's just being an American who actually has, you know, feelings and cares. And I have the opposite. Like you were there for that and got to see a memorial in ninth grade. I literally, I was inside those buildings Mm -hmm. and, and I remember very vividly, standing there and looking up at 110 stories at these gigantic buildings and us going inside. And even, even then, I think that was in what 99, I don't remember the year, but we, even then you, you weren't allowed, like you couldn't even, they, all our bags had to be put aside and we Mm -hmm. weren't allowed to go in with cameras or anything. They didn't want you taking pictures. They didn't want anything. So I went back and looked at my pictures, which of course weren't digital. They actually on printed. It was weird. So they, (laughs) They uh, I pictures of like the outside, like looking into the lobby and then looking up and and so I have that surreal like I I was there I got to touch the buildings and mm-hmm. and all that and then you know they're gone yeah and then you get it's it's crazy and it, and definitely I mean the one World Trade Center is beautiful it's a gorgeous building and yeah standing at the base of that looking up at it it's yeah it's definitely it's. It's just weird to think about when you're standing there in that whole square, just something this large falling down. Yeah, it's it's insane, and it, it again, it's it's weird that it's been 17 years already, um, but we're definitely thinking about everybody today, and uh, we will continue to as as more years go by for sure. So, sorry to bring down the entire mood of the podcast. We were nah. we were doing so well, but you know what? That was important, and I loved it so. Um, all right, we'll bring it back up really, really quick. 
we already know you picked Dallas to win. What's going to be the score? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick. You're such a homer for I'm picking gonna, your team I'm, to win, too. No, I really <laughs> believe that they'll win. I, I do, too. Uh, okay, so I'll, Dallas over New York. And I'm going to go with, um, let's see. I'm going to go with 17-14 Dallas. Ooh, by a field goal. It's New York. It's how it always ends. You know what, though? And what would be awesome in that game is if your new kicker, say it's tied at 14 late, winning field goal. Maher. Redeems, Maher. Totally Maher. redeems himself. <laughs> well, and I had to remind. I, had, I mean, I had to remind a couple of people. It's like Bailey did not have a first, a good first game when he well, started. And even though he was super it's accurate, okay. he didn't make all his kicks. Nobody does. Nobody does. So everyone needs to just chill out. The Seattle Seahawks will lose. <laughs> How much are they going to lose by? Ryan? I'm sorry. I I know they're my team, but I think one thing I pride myself on is being a realistic sports fan as in i like to think of reality and reality is chicago looks better seahawks still have a bunch of work to do they're gonna lose i believe the score will be 28 to 17 and uh yeah so sorry seahawk fans hate me if you must but oh and two going into week three which it's kind of an important game yeah big deal for us all right wild card maybe maybe all right well as always thanks for uh grabbing our podcast and taking a listen we sincerely appreciate it we'll uh we'll be back and hopefully talking about good things next week but until then go hawks go cowboys (laughs) 